Yo, G, they can't stop me from rapping, can they? Can they hop? I spit it through the wire, man. There's too much stuff on my heart right now, man. I gladly risk it all right now. It's a life or death situation, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't really understand how I feel right now, man. It's your boy Kanye Titter. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to the Oliver and Jesse podcast. And your boy has lost his fucking voice. <laughs> Holy shit. I lost my voice, everybody. I'm still dealing with this fucking cold. And this is what your kid, the kid sounds like when he lost his voice. Um, that's why I'm coming to you with Kanye through the wire. Fuck. <laughs> That's why Kanye threw the wires on So, no big intros today um, the, no, Not to worry though The podcast, I recorded it a couple of days ago With the homie Alexis um, You've seen the man on Twitter giving his opinions You've seen the man on YouTube giving his opinions on Chelsea Football Club And I had my voice at that time So, enough with the chit chat I'm just gonna cut right into the interview um and i'll catch you guys on the back end uh well fuck it no back end today no back end so i got i'll have my voice back by uh this week coming up so on monday i'm gonna be on the romans empire podcast uh that should be coming out what fuck a couple of days Maybe or the next day after that, but look for that. I'll post up uh, on it on my Twitter timeline. Make sure you're following me on Twitter, All American CFC. Then this Friday, big, big, big podcast coming up with Joe Tweedy. We're going to get into all the transfer rumors, all the transfer stuff, everything that's going on, and get his thoughts on the club as we speak. Um,. Then I got a bunch of other podcasts coming up this month. This is a big month for podcasting. Simon Phillips is coming on. I'm going to be recording him on the 20th. I have Eunice coming on. So Joe Tweedy's coming on. He and I are going to be recording on Friday. I'm releasing it on Saturday. That's Sunday after the Arsenal match. I'll be recording with Eunice. Um, And then... The following week after that is Simon Phillips. I'm still waiting word from Nini to come on the podcast. And then at the end of the month, I'm rounding it off with the Attacking 2, the boys from the Attacking 2 podcast. Uh, Then February, I'm already filling my February up with guests. So I'm coming at you guys. Continue throwing heat. 2019, let's fucking go. Not relaxing, not chilling, but... I got to get it together. My fucking voice. It's hard to do a podcast without a voice. Um, So everybody, I'm going to cut out. So I don't have to keep talking. More importantly, you don't have to keep listening to this shit. So I'll catch you guys soon. Again, no outro. So you're going to just cut right after the interview for uh, just the music. And I'll cut you, talk to you guys again uh, soon coming up. All right. Love you. Have a great day. Have a... Let's continue winning 2019, um, and I'll talk to you guys later. All right, everybody, what's going on? I'm here with the homie Alexis, not to be confused with Alex Goldberg, my homie Alexis. My man, talk to me. How, How you, you doing, doing, man? It's, it's been a while, before, <laughs> but I'm happy to be on. 
Yep, yep, yep. I'm happy to have you on. First, happy new year. This is the first podcast that uh, that's going out in the new year. Um, so happy new year to everybody. Happy new year to yourself. Happy new year, man. Let's start it with a bang. You know how it is. Like, <laughs> literally 2019, bigger things, bigger dreams. Exactly, exactly. I like that. I like that. All right, dude. So this podcast is coming out. Um, this is the post-match review for our draw to Southampton. Um, and it's actually, well, in this podcast is also four days into the transfer window. And we all woke up in the morning, uh, match day. When was it? It wasn't yesterday. It was Wednesday. Wednesday. It was Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, the Wednesday. game was yesterday. Yeah. So we all woke up Wednesday morning. Well, at least I woke up Wednesday morning. It was midday for you. Um, yeah. With the news that Christian Pulisic has uh, signed for Chelsea, that he is currently, um, the way the deal was structured, that he has officially signed for Chelsea. He's going to be making his way in the summer. He is a Chelsea player, but he was sent on loan to just to finish out the year at Dortmund. Um, then later on the day, Chelsea drew, was playing Southampton in a game that... These are the games that we have to win. Games against the lower division, we have to, have to, have to win. And a game that I, I was certain going in, we were gonna win. But yeah, I, man, what the? It's hell hard happened? to talk about if you know what I mean. Like it's so hard to talk about because, like you said, we have to, have to win. But this year, it's more important than the previous years, in my opinion, because the big six aren't dropping any points. Like against the little teams, there's like one every ten games. Like they'll drop a few points here and there, but everyone's consistent apart from Man United. Like yeah. otherwise, like you look at it, and now we've dropped points against them, Leicester, West Ham, and I'm thinking if we just beat those teams, we'd be in this title race. Like yeah. we'd actually be, but then we're not good enough to be in the title race because we're so shit when it comes to beating these little teams. Yeah. Yeah, let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. Um, it just dawned on me the other day. Man United, I I am, I do not want to be in fourth place. Man United could a. They're still a talented team, and I know it sounds crazy. I know what I'm saying sounds insane. I know it. I know it. Not denying that, but. Who's to say that Man United, A, doesn't catch us in fourth, or B, which is even more insane, they don't go on to win the Champions League? Oh, well, Who's to ooh. say? Who's to say? Because no, yeah, I think the first one I agree with 100%. I think they're, they're a bigger threat than Arsenal. And I know the points tally is saying differently. I agree with that. They're so like, and plus the, the run of games they had, and everyone's like, it's an easy run. They're just winning. If you look at the run of games we've had, we were saying we should get twelve points, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Southampton and Leicester we dropped the points, mm-hmm. and they've taken all twelve in that in that time. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's risky. But then with Champions League, I just think that defense, man. I wouldn't trust Smalling with a cup of tea, let alone like with <laughs> <I laughs> the Champions but, League. But let me tell you something. Would you? How would you feel if I said I'm gonna put out a starting lineup of Gary Cahill, an injured David Luiz, uh, 
who was Jose Basingua and and uh, a kid named Ryan Bertrand to make his start in in Munich in the midfield when he really plays left back. <laughs> the thing is, right? If you, you know look what back, I'm saying, like, yeah, I believe in destiny though. That year was destiny for us to win it. Like everything from that Napoli game, even remember the group stages. I, I think it was Valencia. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But I just don't want to be... I don't trust this season. I know what I'm saying is crazy. I'm not saying that Man United is going to win the Champions League. That it's a certain... All I'm saying is this suspicion, this uh, uh, bit of cynicism comes from the fact that I do not trust the 2018-2019 season. We were, before the season started, it was a foregone conclusion that Manchester City was going to win the title. It was done. The trophy was done and dusted. Why are we even playing these games? The only question is who's coming in second, third, or fourth. Yeah. Here we go. December starts. December starts. We beat Manchester City, Leicester beat, and here we go now, Liverpool's in first. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I'm i not convinced that the top four is set by any stretch of the means. I think, I don't think the title is set either. I don't think that the title is set either. I don't trust, before this season started, nobody knew Ronaldo was going to Juventus. Nobody knew that. And here That's we, the biggest what the fuck in football, you know? I'm like, I've literally never, ever thought that was going to happen. And then it happens, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> exact, All I'm saying is I need Chelsea Football Club to be top three and win the Europa League so I can feel confident. I mm. know the idea of United pushing up the table and winning the chance. I just don't want to be. <clears throat> it's the end of the season. It's May. It's June 1st. Well, our last game is like May 14th. It's May 15th. And we're all sitting around with our dick in our hand going, what the hell happened with our pants out? Like, you know, or our pants pulled down. Like, yo, what the hell just happened? I thought you said top four was secured. And now I don't think it is, though. And now here we are. We're in fourth place. And Manchester United just won the Champions League. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Let me be into third. Let me win Europa, and then I'll feel confident. Because ultimately, no matter what happens, we need to be in Champions League next year. Oh, without a doubt, without that a doubt, you can't. We cannot fail there. We fail there. There's no Mario Cardi. There's no Lozano. We just all of a sudden we're stuck with the basic ballers. You know, the Europa aspiring to be Champions League players. Exactly. You make Champions League, you get like the big boys wanting to come to you, plus the attraction of London. Man, I don't know if you ever been to London, but London's lit. Like, I it's do. a great place to live, man. You need to come down one day. Like, I, I I need to make my way over there. So you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I know I know that it's a long shot for Manchester United to make the Champions League to win the Champions League. I know that. I know that. But understand where the fear comes from. Because we cannot afford, especially if we have a transfer ban coming up, the club is, the club, 
the club in the summer needs to if this might be the last window we can get before a transfer ban we need to splash the cash in the summer because we're going to be saving money on transfers for the next however long it, the ban lands last so if we go into the summer with no champions league which that's money that the club is guaranteed they can count on we we're not gonna do shit. We're not gonna sign anybody. We, we're gonna be stuck. It, it it's gonna flip the entire board. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I just need this club to get their heads out of their asses. Figure the hell out. Sorry, cannot continue starting with this blase blase lineups. <clears throat> it's literally the word. That's the word blase. It's- when you look at it, it's uninspiring. It's unmotivated. It's just, it's dead. Like, there's no pace coming from the wingbacks whatsoever. People say to me, they're fullbacks. No, but they're meant to play like wingbacks in this system. They're meant to be high up and pushing up. Especially like Marcus offering. Alonso. Yeah, like he's the left-hand side. Without him, there isn't like, Hazard all of a sudden is getting double teamed. Because they don't mark Alonso. Have you noticed that? When he's on the wing... Teams don't mark him. But if you give it to, like, for example, an Emerson. Look, I'm not saying Emerson is the second birth of Roberto Carlos, okay? But Emerson's a good player when he's on the ball. Like, the way he runs, he's he's so confident. He goes past players. He can put a cross in. He's got some skills about him. He plays he's right a, winger. Sorry brings him in, in in emergency situations to play the right wing. Yeah, he's not a yeah. starting right winger. No problem. But the man, I know what you're saying. The man, or right winger or left winger, whatever. He he. he sorry, put him both. in. He put he played both. Sorry, put him in. But you have this dude here that has the skills of a winger, that also plays defense. That his primary skill is defense. Put the man in left back already. Sorry, keeps fucking around, and he forgets exactly the club it. that he's he's managing. Oh uh, man, you know the worst thing is is like. You look at Alonso, and if he was playing 10 out of 10, like if he was still scoring goals, if he was still getting assists, then I would say, you know what, we can't bitch. Enough with a bitching. But at this moment in time, like he's not even playing well. He's the liability on that left-hand side consistently. Like He makes David Luiz look worse than David Luiz is. Like I don't think Luiz is terrible. I think he just switches off. That's my issue with him. With Alonso, I don't think he can defend. Like When it comes to one-on-one, he's non-existent. I always say, if I was a manager against the op- like the opposition manager, my tactic would be my right winger is having a field day today. We get the ball to him, one-on-one with Alonso, get crosses into the box. Because you you have the beating of him at all times. Every game, he's getting spun. Every game. This one, this game, was it he? I think he got megged and spun. Like, and again, you're right. If he... And everybody, excuse me. I'm still dealing with a with this cold of mine. It's still, I always every time I get a cold, I beat it for a week and then it comes back for another two. <laughs> you so, gotta get that vitamin C, man. That bro, vitamin C. I, I, I down gallons of orange juice. I'm in the sun all day trying to cook this 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 damn uh, uh, cold away. But anyway, but. It's like it, it, it is exactly what you're saying. If Alonzo was in the team and he's getting spun and he's not doing this, but he's scoring goals, but he's making assists, he's contributing in other areas. 
you'd be like, all right, whatever. Like, we could deal. But at this point, enough is enough. Enough is enough. You got to try something new. Now, I also send this message out to, or I, I, I hope that Emerson gets this message. Emerson sees what's going on ahead of him, and he doesn't get complacent. And he doesn't see the opportunity that potentially is growing within in front of them. He needs every opportunity he gets, every opportunity he leaves his house and he steps within an inch of Chelsea Football Club, whether it's at the training grounds or it's at, at the actual match. He needs to be doing everything humanly possible to give maximum effort maximum effort so he could take over Alonzo's spot. Without a doubt, man. And you know what? Sometimes I wish I was like a fly so I could like go to training and watch it because I want to see what Alonzo does in training that Emerson doesn't. Because, <laughs> like, if you just think about it, like, what it, it must be training related because match days, Emerson wipes the floor with him. Like, you can tell, you remember that, you know, whenever Hazard scores or like, and Emerson's on the pitch. You can see the chemistry between them. Like, celebrations say a lot. Yeah. Like, the players that are... Like, we all know Aubameyang and Lacazette are, like, best friends just of their celebrations. They gotta be. Lingard and Pogba. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, Deli Ali and Hunman Song. You always see him handshakes and everything. Yeah. Like, that celebration was telling when Hazard scored. I think it was in the cup against Bournemouth. Yeah. Emerson and him were all over each other. Like, that bromance central. Yep. Yep. I never see that chemistry with Alonso and... Hazard. No. And you know, people will say, oh, it's only a celebration. Get over it. But I think the chemistry is integral. Like, if you have a good understanding with someone, you'll benefit in the long run. And people don't want to see that. Like, Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I agree. <laughs> Going back. What if we what if we all go to to the training and we start watching and we see Marcus Alonso? He's doing flicks. He's doing... <laughs> <laughs> the man is taking the ball, picking it up, going coast to coast, running through the uh -huh. entire defense, balling on everybody, pointing his fingers at all of them. You fucking suck. I beat all of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be ironic, innit? It would be so ironic. I can imagine that. He's talking like, all types of shit. <laughs> oh, man. Alonso is a... Is, I've never, I don't think, had a player at Chelsea, which I've been so anti and he warranted it but if that makes sense like i don't know how to word this correctly like he he's the one player that i consistently want to get dropped even if he has a good game i know it's not gonna last long because i just go okay we got away with one today because he never has yeah. consistently five or six good defensive games yeah and that's what I, he's in my team for primarily to be a solid defensive player yeah yeah by the way chris did you notice how in recent weeks alonzo has been taking a lot more shots yeah like Whenever he, he has like open sight, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, it was the 90th minute, and he's taking dumb shots like that aren't even on. Yeah, he because he knows. But you know what? I look at look at somebody like Aspie. What does Aspie do offensively? Not a damn thing. He does nothing offensively. Like almost no production. However, what does he do defensively? Everything, perfect. He's damn near perfect. So you can make an argument. You can make a solid argument on on 
why you need Aspie on the team. Whether you want him there or not, whether you think like, you know what, we need a new right back. He's not offensive enough. He's not this, that, the other. But in his title, he's a right back. And yeah. by definition, he's plays defense. Talk to me about his defense. He's perfect. All right. We could disagree that you know, offensively, we are look. They were looking. We we, could, we were looking to improve this position offensively. This that or the other, but defensively, he's solid. But Marcus Alonso, what is his primary thing that he does? Defense. Talk to me about his defense. Uh, uh, sometimes, and then okay, all right. So he's def- he has defaults or uh, defects in his defensive game. Talk to me offensively. He's got to be balling offensively, right? Non-existent. Uh, uh, oh my god, I I don't know. It's, it's just a production thing. Like you know, because he can score a free kick every now and then, because he can. Like he gets on the end of things. It's because he's out of position why he's always on the end of things. Like if you think about it realistically, what's he doing in Morata's space? Like I never thought of it like that. You're absolutely right. Of course. <clears throat> you know what Marcus Alonso reminds me of? I, I play I play ball. I, I play uh six on six. I play footy on uh two times a week, right? Yeah. And I always, 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 I play defense. I play the, you know, I like playing in front of the defenders. I, I just enjoy defense because I always feel like it's not too long before the ball comes my way. You know what I'm saying? Like the ball. Yeah, always you're always around. involved. Yeah, I'm always involved as opposed to being like striker or something like that. The ball, like it, sometimes you can go a little bit without seeing the ball. You have to wait on somebody to get you the ball or whatever, right? Yeah. I always feel like when you, when I, when Marcus Alonso is that dude. They're like, all right, we're playing defense, okay? Be next to me. And like five minutes later, the dude runs up the pitch, and he's like in front of goal. You're like, what the fuck? You're supposed to be back here playing defense with me. What are you doing, homie? And then you know the worst part is he's jogging back. Yeah. Like, it's a known fact. Like, And everyone's like, he works hard. He doesn't. Like, we lose the ball. Dude, you're meant to be breaking your neck. And I see Pedro Duke running back quicker than he does from the other side of the pitch. Yeah, like nah. it makes me value players like Pedro so much more just yeah. based on work rate, but that should be a given as a professional footballer. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, li- listen, listen. Again, I don't want to speak for you, but I'll be the first to raise my hand and say that the people that are working at Chelsea Football Club with the players, the trainers, the managers, they watch and they know more about football than I do. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that there might be tactically things that we don't know about what Sari wants with the position, what he's asking Alonzo to do, what he's asking Emerson to do. And it just so happens to be that Alonzo is doing a majority of the things that that Sari is asking. We don't know exactly what is being said. However, Based off of what I'm seeing, I'm going to I I would love an explanation on what the hell is being said that is that 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 is elevating Marcus Alonso over Emerson. That's what I want to know. Like it's height. It's height. He said it. It can it cannot be. So what? So if I'm six foot six. And I play like shit. And meanwhile, this dude is five foot eight, and he's a baller in the same position. He's 
I, I, I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? it can't be that. It cannot only be that. I don't want to believe that. I don't. Because I know Sorry said it. I don't want to believe it. And my solution around it's simple. Like, you play Emerson, and then you play Ruben in the left center mid. All of a sudden, you got your height back instead of Kovacic. Done. I, I hear what you're saying. But I I, I, I don't want to believe that. Now. And it's, you know, when crosses come in the box as well from Aspie's side, Alonso's not that good defensively in the year either. Like, he, there's always someone running off him. Yeah. Yeah, hey, wait like, a minute. Aspie. Aspie's not the, the tall, world's tallest man. How tall is this man? Yeah, f- like I don't know, 5'9"? Five, five, yeah, 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, Let me see. Uh, but you know with Aspie, he's got that defensive gene. Like, have you ever played right back? Uh, you know when I the prefer- cross is coming in? Yeah. You know when the cross is coming in and there's someone like the winger's better than you. You know he's better than you. You can just get a little nudge or something like that just to elevate yourself. Alonso doesn't want to do that stuff. You don't, You never see him like just... Remember Ashley Cole? He was the prime example at that. He was mm-hmm. little, but it was very rare for someone to beat him in the air and have a clean header. Mm, mm, mm. All it right, just so never happened. Aspie is five foot ten. Marcus Alonso six foot two. How tall is Emerson? Uh, I think he's five nine and a half. I checked this the other day. I'm not Emerson. mistaken. Emerson five nine. Yeah. See, I told you like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So let's move on to the midfield, right? All right. <clears throat> During the Southampton game, how did you feel about Rudy and David Luiz and Aspie's play? Ah, man. Luiz had one of his, like, since that Manchester City game, I think he's been, like, on a rich vein of form. I'm re- very happy with Luiz with his yeah. passing. Like, I've never criticized his passing. I've always criticized his, you know, positional play, him being rash and stupid at times. But yeah. all in all, he's he's been amazing. Rudiger stepped down a peg, in my opinion, in you recent think so? weeks. Like, yeah, one hundred. Really, I haven't really uh, felt that. Like for me, I think he's becoming. You, you know, like our fans love the fact that he's so aggressive, right? I do. I the, absolutely love it. Yeah, you love it. But the problem is that sometimes you got to pick your fight. Like you know, when he went against Deeney, mm. I think De- Deeney bullied him, and even this weekend. Uh, on Wednesday, sorry. It was like there were so many occasions where like he was too rash in. He gives away dumb free kicks because of it. Sometimes mm-hmm, when you're mm-hmm. you're so far away from goal, just let the guy turn. Or because it's it's Ings, he's not gonna get away from you. And it's Shane Long, he has no technical ability. You need to know what player you're playing against. If it's Aguero, mm-hmm. I understand. But when it's that lower tier of player, there's no need to give a like a dumb free kick away and then you got Ward Prowse putting in some dangerous balls into your box. Mm. Mm. I think he can work on that. That's that's what's keeping him, in my opinion, from being world class. Like I just think he's a great defender at this moment in time. But I'm being nitpicking because I want us to be the best, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, no. That uh, absolutely that makes sense. I'm gonna. T- I really haven't registered uh, a decline in Rudy's play. I, I really haven't. But maybe then again, it, 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 I'm so focused in on the guys that. That I, I yeah. like to say that I got the eye of uh, Sauron on them, like uh, like in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I like I'm focused in on William. I'm focused in on Marcus Alonso. That I, I maybe I'm missing other guys, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a on our next. Yeah. We're, we're playing Nottingham Forest next, so I doubt that they, they, they play, but I'll definitely see if I can um, rewatch the last couple of games. See if I could register a decline in play because I definitely felt 
a decline in play in Aspie um, earlier in the season, but he's oh, 100%. he's gone up. He's gone up big time. Like he's stepped yeah. it up big time, big time, big time, big time. But you know, with Aspie as well, I just think it's the transition of moving from def- defense to right back. I don't think he's ever going to be a great first choice right back under this system. But I think he'll be an excellent squad player to have. Like, I, I wouldn't sell him whatsoever. Like, the big yeah. games, I would happily have. You know when we're Man City away or Liverpool away? He's the right back you want to play. Yeah. Yeah. But then when it's the little teams, like, you want that threat. You want that attacking prowess coming from the right back position because you need it. Otherwise, we become, like, predictable. So you want Zappa Costa playing in the position? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Listen, I'd rather get Reese James back and play him. I'm telling you now. Because, oh, man, Ola Aina from Torino, one-way flight, easy jet. I'll pay it myself. Like, Dude, well, hold on. Let me tell you something. Hold on, hold on. So let's get through Let's get through Southampton. And I I started thinking about something Um in 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 regards to our transfer ban or potential transfer ban, so midfield, Ross Barkley. I have to constantly remind myself during the match that Ross Barkley is the third choice midfielder. He like if sorry, I'm gonna tell you something. I, I'm. I re- I watch all my games. Um, here in the United States, we have a service called YouTube TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We and, do as well. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So I didn't know that. So on YouTube TV, you could set, um, you could set what are your like favorite shows. If it's a sporting team, you could set like uh, you like for example Chelsea. So and it stores these games on a virtual DVR. I'm able to go back to last season. And catch like, like the last like six or seven games or whatever, right? And I'm able to compare the style of play from last season to this season. And we are definitely under sorry playing better. However, Without a doubt. However, I have a criticism. If sorry doesn't see guys like Marcus Alonso, guys like Ross Barkley, I understand Ross Barkley had to play. Because Kovacic is sick, yeah, I think he's sick, and because yeah, of yeah our, he had the flu, he had yeah. the flu, and because of our injuries out the right wing with Pedro, and because William goes down, you have Ruben that can play both positions. He can play midfield, and he's comfortable. And and Callum Hudson Odoi is injured as well, so Ruben can play the right wing and midfield for sorry. So games like if if we had. William, if we had Pedro, if we had Callum Hudson and Doy, I would hope, hope that Sari would choose in a game like Southampton, Ruben or Kovacic over Ross Barkley. Without a doubt, man. Like, you know, when that lineup came out and I saw Ruben on the bench, I'm thinking, if this isn't the game for Ruben to get game time and learn the transitional phase, then what is? Like, he. He's so much better. He would have given us that creativity, that diamondism. Yeah. Like, you know, you pick up the ball and he can run at a player. Ross, yeah. I don't call him Ross Barkley anymore. I call him Jordan Barkley. He's Jordan Henderson 2.0. <laughs> but the problem is he shouldn't be playing in that position if he's Jordan Henderson 2.0. Like, yeah. like Jordan Barkley gets the ball, gives it to Jorginho to receive it back to give it to Jorginho. Like, yeah. I, I, think, he, 
I think maybe Ross Barkley, I, I know I didn't originate this idea, but maybe Ross Barkley is the backup to Conte. Yeah, maybe. But then, even then, I wouldn't have him. Like, I, I just don't think he's good even enough. Even as a like, backup? No, because, like, you know, you look at our midfield choices, right? So, realistically, we play three. We'd want three as backup. Mm-hmm. So, for me, Kovacic, I'd sign, sign him on a permanent to fight with Ruben for that left midfield spot. So, that's sorted. Mm-hmm. You'd have Kante and Jorginho, right? And then Mason Mount's coming back next year. Mm-hmm. So, depending on what we want to do with him, if we can keep him there and then Kovacic can play that Kante backup support role just in case, we've got three good choices like for in Kante. So, sorry, four good choices in Kante, Jorginho, no, Kante, Kovacic, Ruben, and Mount. We just needed another regista, like a backup regista, someone young. I thought even Ampadu should get a chance in that because his passing range is un- unreal. Mm-hmm. And he's a leader. He'll give us some solidity in front of that in defense as well, the way he plays. But mm. it's evident Sorry doesn't like to... Like, give youngsters a chance. And it's just so frustrating because our youth team is so lit. Like, we've got a player called Charlie Colkett. I'm not saying he, he was on loan at Shrewsby, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when I was younger, I used to go to watch the youth team play more than the first team because it's too expensive to watch the first team. And the, our youth team, the year when we had Masunda, Boga, you know, the, that that class that came mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. Charlie Colkett, go back and watch, like, some of his videos, if you don't know, if you've never seen him, this guy is literally like Jorginho with his passing range. He's unreal. Like he's just small. He's like five eight and fr- like skinny build, but he's a sorry type of player. He's got recalled now from Shrewsbury. The reason he hasn't played is because our League One system, like in England, they're more on like you gotta be a six foot midfielder, muscled up, run around a lot, technical ability is not important. You gotta get stuck in. Like, it's a typical English analogy. you got to get stuck in, mate. Like, you got to get stuck in. You don't need that, like, in this system. You need someone that can pass the ball, Fred, have some creativity. Trust me, this Charlie Colkett kid, he's got ruled out and ruined by these loans. Like, he hmm. would be, in my opinion, he's a better fit for the system than Barkley, but he won't get looking. So, what I'll... We'll, it's just with Barkley, like, bro, like, <clears throat> what is like how many times do we watch the games and we're seeing david louise scream at him yeah forward. yeah yeah <laughs> the hand the hand signals for him and cahill you know when they play it's the move forward like he's bossing them around it's so jokes like move how forward. can you be a pro how can you be a pro and not know where to stand when it's your life goal to like and your job to know your positioning. And he used to play attack more attacking at Everton. But he wasn't that bad at Everton, you know. Like he was a lit player. Like do you remember when he used to take players on him and Lukaku? He used to get like what eight nine goals a season, yeah. create stuff, take shots. He can't even do that anymore. He might be still it. afraid to hurt his knee. He might be still afraid. I, listen, I got I had a knee injury in two thousand and fourteen. Yeah. Um. I didn't mentally let it go for like a year and a half. And I was already playing like eight months after the injury. Um, I 
I didn't let it go for a year and a half. And it took me a few years after that to to be more to to, to be a little bit more like like normal. Like you know, not yeah. have a little seed in the back. Like, he might not I don't know what it is, but I it, never thought of that, you know. It it like might that. be. I don't, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. The thing is that <clears throat> people like you listen to the podcast. I, I I'm not the guy that's giving my opinions and and telling you this is fact. I, oh yeah, without a doubt, none of us do. Like I don't. If it's know. a fact, then what's the point of me even saying it? Because I want you to debate with me. I'm like this is the reason I do it because I like talking about football and I I know you do as well. I can tell it by the sound of your voice. You're passionate. That's one of the reasons. Remember when? I first listened to your podcast. I DM'd you straight away. I was like, bro, you sound hella professional. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, like you said, on a level, like, there's a lot of podcasts out there. And this one's one of my favorites because of the way you sound. Like, thanks, brother. It, thanks. it makes it work. Thanks, it's engaging. Brother. Thanks, brother. Thanks for that. I try. I try. But, like, like <laughs> what that. I'm telling you is, like, I don't know what his deal is. But something's got to give. Like, I'm not. I don't have a problem with him being the third choice keeper. I mean, the thir- third choice keeper, third choice midfielder. <laughs> might as well be the third choice keeper. It might be more effective there. I don't have Rob Green playing mid. I don't have a problem with Rob Green playing midfield. I don't. But like, good lord, like Ross, come on! I need you to do better. If you're on the field, I need you to do better. It's like I'm sorry to go on a tangent, but you know, like with the Celtics now with Hayward. Mm-hmm. Jordan Hayward. I watch, yeah, I watch every minute of the Celtic games, right? He literally can't go up for a layup anymore. Like, he, if, he's, if he thinks there's going to be contact there, he always kicks it out to a shooter every mm. time, mm-hmm. even when it's open. I think he it might be the injury, same with Ross. No? Yeah, it's the big injury. It might be the same with Ross. Like, he's scared to ride a challenge, like, drive past someone the but, way he used to. But you see him you, you see him challenging for some balls, and, and like, I... Yeah. I, I, I Listen, I, I grew up playing American football, so I love contact in this game. Yeah. I love it. I love to see guys going, you know, like you, like the English like to call it, getting stuck in. I love it. Yeah, literally. I love, I love contact. I see the man, and I jump up and I start clapping when I see the man crash into people. Like when, when I, in my household, I call Ross Barkley crash. I love the man when he crashes into people and you just see bodies flying around. I love that shit. Same reason, Rick Rudiger. It's stupid as hell, but I kind of smile every single time I see him go up and the point of his elbow is literally in the back of somebody's head. I like that shit. Like, I like that physicality. It's and the winning what, edge, isn't it? Yeah, like, it, it, Ross has it. It's there. But, dude, like, you're going sideways too much for me. You're going sideways too much. Like move forward. I understand. Like when these teams are playing in a low block, as I understand it. If it was me, a couple of times a game, blast the ball from outside the box, just to let them know what time it is. Just to let them yeah. know, you know, early in the match, the first, you know, the first half, beginning of the first second half. I understand we're going to give away possession, but it's a given we're going to have 70% possession against these teams. A couple of times a game Ross Barkley if I was him, bro, tell sorry, hey look, you know, we need to loosen them up a little bit. In football it's called in American football it's called, you know, you run some dummy plays, giveaway plays to take yeah. them, but 
it's it's to threaten taking the top off the defense. And what that means is when when you go to take the for the, for those who don't know what that means in American football, it's you'll have a guy, a wide receiver, and you'll just send him on a go route. Just run straight in a straight line at the defense as fast as you can. Um, and the quarterback is going to throw the ball as far as he can. And the reason <laughs> you do that, it's you let the defense know this is a possibility. Even though you might not, there's a good chance the play is going to be a waste, but you let the defense know this is a possibility. You need to think about this. Yeah, I, but I, I, that's so important. I, I, I just would love Ross and, and even Georgina, anybody. Jorginho, yeah. Anybody, like, sometimes somebody that ball do is it. so on. Like that's what you know with Sesk, right? Sesk has lost his legs. That's the only issue with him right now. Yeah. Otherwise, his passing is still there. Like, yeah. he'll kill you when there's space in behind. Like, yeah. Like, give him time on the ball and space in behind. We're getting two one on ones minimum that game just from his passing because he'll find it. He's he's but he's, his legs are gone. He can't run around anymore. That's the issue. Yeah. So. That's why it's not an option. But I fully agree with you. Like the fake pass, like just a threaten, just a threatening, just somebody. As long as it's not Keppa, it just you know, it's, it's sorry. Yeah, I need to see you know five to ten shots from outside the box on goal. Whatever the number is, I, I don't know what it is. One, two, to a hundred, but just threaten that this is a possibility. So. The defense, in my opinion, I, I and, and 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 I know that there's guys out there listening to this like you fucking idiot. You don't know what <laughs> you're talking about. This is the defense for the defense would do. I know, I know. But my point is, we have to do something to pull these guys out of the box. This do you know is who does do it? The suggestion that I'm making. Do you know who does take pot shots a lot? Like every now and then, Rudiger he just says "fuck it" and takes a shot. Exactly. And I like that from him though, because he can do it. He does it once a game. Like with Alonso, it's just you know when we're on the edge of the box and we're about to carve him open. Yep. It's the lack of like creativeness in him to actually find the pass. So he just takes the easy way out when the shot's not even on. That's when my issues start coming on. Like with Rudiger it's like thirty yards out and it's a clear line on goal. Like. Just yeah. shoot, man. Like, just shoot. I get it. Just let let it go. See what happens. You, you never know. You never know. You might make. You might not. But just let them know that when we're getting close to the box, you're gonna have to start bringing people out because we're gonna start taking shots. You know. So I, that, with Ross Barkley, I I, I I I always just constantly have to remind myself, hey. Relax. He's the third choice keeper. Now, if sorry, my problem would come with if sorry is not saying the same thing. If oh, no. sorry is not saying, choice. Th- then we have a problem. We have a full problem. Like I am, I'm fully like you know how they say, oh, you're anti sorry because you're going against him. Nah, like I'm not a dick rider. If you know what I mean. If I don't, if I think you're cool, but if you're doing something wrong, I'm gonna tell you you're doing something wrong. And in my situation here, like. Ruben is definitely better than Ross. And Kovacic, I see the argument when they put him up against each other. So either or, I don't mind. Barkley, no chance. Like Barkley's Jordan the Barkley's lot. Yeah, without a doubt. He's Jordan Barkley. Like <laughs> I don't want a Henderson in my team. I can't have that. He's third choice. He he 
you know, and that's not on, on Ross. Listen, I praise Ross Barkley all the time. What he did this summer where, I, I, I you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but he he interviewed and he said that once he knew that uh, Sorry was going to be the manager, that he started studying Napoli's team, that he started practicing his movement more, that, he you know, he wasn't in the World Cup squad, so he stayed yeah. at home training. So when Which is right. You get paid a lot of money. That's what you should be doing. That's you know, my argument to it, you know? You know, but but it's smart because it gave him an edge over... Without a doubt. It gave him an edge. That's that's exactly what I want. I, I want to hear the same type of stories about Emerson, about the, you know, about the players who are on the bubble that can, you know, force their way into the first team. I wanted to hear that story about Ruben. You know, like, and he came back a week early as well. Ruben yeah. was the only one that then, yeah, Ruben came back a week early because I remember I had a Chelsea on Snapchat, right? Yeah. And they were like, look who's back a week early. And it was from Ruben. holiday. And it was Ruben because yeah. there was all those rumors that he was going to go on loan. And he yeah. was like, no, I want to come back and fight. Yeah. Which is, I, I love that. Like, yep, yep, yep. So like, my criticism of Ross is not, you know, like, you know, I, he's always going to be in my good graces. Because I, I just kind of, I, I kind of, one, I think Ross Barkley has the tightest and the freshest fade on, <laughs> on the whole squad. I, it is rare to see Wait, somebody listen, on the why. pitch that has a better cut than Ross Barkley and a fresher I don't know cut. why, but that's a factor, you know. Whenever you look at a player, his trim is a factor. Yep. Like, you have more leniency to that, towards them. Like, you know, whenever I see in, Insigne's haircut or Merton's haircut, I'm like, yo, that's a lip cut. Like, <laughs> their barber does well for him. Like. Oh, the, 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 the prime example is in the NBA with Paul George. Paul George consistently has the worst hair in the <laughs> NBA. So... Ross gets extra points. Like that adds like a few points in my book. Like, yeah. All right, Ross. Like, I know what you mean. Yeah, your cut is always fresh. It's always tight. Like he he must get a cut uh, every week for sure. But every yeah. I would say instead of seven days, it's probably like every five to six days. And that makes a difference. Uh, that makes a difference. So Ross always is in good graces in my book. But if Sorry doesn't see Ross. As the third choice keeper, I mean third choice midfielder, we have a problem. We have Hold a on. problem because just like you said, you can make an argument, a tactical argument between Ruben and Kovacic. One is more offensive than the other. One is better at defense than the other. We can make those arguments, but the fact of the matter is, no matter who you choose between the two, both are better than Ross. Did you not see when Fabrias came on? Of course. The game changed. The of game course. changed. Of course. Absolutely. And Morata's, you know Morata's goal? Like, I think Morata played all right. Oh, but the problem is that I've been deprived of number nines. Like, mm. good quality number nine. So whenever he strings <laughs> two or three passes together, I'm like, oh, he's had a good game. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, really, exactly. I'm exactly. deprived of a good number nine. So, like, but even his finish, it was a solid finish. Yeah. Like, but that all came from Sesk's through ball. It's, Barkley yeah. would have never played it. No, he, no, he wouldn't have been that far in the box. I don't think. I when have you seen yeah. him that far? Manchester United when he scored the equalizer is the probably the, the last time I saw Ross Barkley in the box that close. And that was a corner, like literally, that was yeah. a corner as well. <laughs> right. 
That's right. That's right. So, all right. So moving up top, and there's two guys up top that I'm done. I'm I'm done with. I'm done. And we all know their names. William and Alvaro Morata. I'm done with Morata. I'm done with William. Done. Done. I'll, I'll give... Before it relax, everybody. I know William got hurt. I'm only talking about the time that he was on the pitch. I'm I think he was alright when he was on the pitch, you know? Like, oh. that game, he didn't do much. But that's better, better than him giving away the ball, if that makes sense. Well, like, you know, he, he did. He, exactly. He kept the ball too long. You, you didn't. The, how about the play where Eden Hazard is in the center of the box? Yeah, yeah, space, yeah. Uh, time for days. All William has to do is slide him the ball. It's an it easy shopping. That, that's, William has cost us. This year, he cost us the West Ham game. From not yeah. passing the ball to Morata. We don't know if Morata would have made it, to be fair. But the right play. I should say, okay. The right play. is Instead of you going up for a layup with contact, you just drop it off, pop it off to someone to have a free layup. Exactly. It's the same thing. It's the right play. It's the, sh- it's the shit that, that LeBron James gets criticized for all the time. For not taking over and making the right play. William has cost us the West Ham game. We should have won that game. Morata was wide open. That He's done that to Morata five times. You know, the worst thing is, yeah, I don't want to rant on, like, come on your show and rant about William because it's just, like, it's not the right of t- time in the morning for you to be listening to this shit. Like, <laughs> you most probably want your breakfast or something. You don't want to be listening to William, innit? Mm. But, like, it's so frustrating because I tweeted something the other day when we signed Pulisic. I was like, Three three point five years later, we signed another winger. We haven't signed a winger in three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Like let that sink in. William and Pedro. Pedro, I love Pedro for one reason only. Like he's productive. He puts numbers on the board. Mm-hmm. And I know I'll get ten goals and maybe five or six assists from him a year. I don't mind that from a backup winger. I think that's perfect. He will never complain. He'll work hard when he plays. He's got a lot of experience. With William, I don't know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get him flip-flapping past someone and then miskicking it into Rosette. <laughs> like, it's like a no- like how many of his crosses hit the first man or end up in the Terrence? Like, it's crazy. How, the, uh, guy, the corners. The corners. I, I just, oh. I'm just like, all right, give him the ball back. Keeper, just William, walk the ball over to the keeper. I mean, it's, that's not <sighs> as effective as it's going to be. Yeah, because, you know, when Sorry came, they were like, oh, he's got 39, I think it was, uh, different corner maneuvers. And I was thinking, with William taking the corners, you might as well have one hit the first man. <laughs> like, that's all you've got. Like, just surround all your players around that first man. Because he's going to win it. it. It's it's very, this guy is frustrating. He's frustrating. When I had Simon Phillips on, and he told me that Barcelona still has interest in in William, I saw that I, I as could, well. Like I couldn't believe was, that shit. I couldn't believe. But you that know shit. what? They can have it, please. Do me a favor. Thirty million. Yeah, do me I'll a favor. Take, I, 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 it, it will take me too long to get there. Do me a favor. Find his ass. Go <laughs> find him in his. He could be in the restaurant tonight. Find his ass. Pack the thing him up. Is, is, 
it's in, like a known deal where they live, though, you know. Him, David Luiz, and I think it was Juan Mata and one uh, and Oscar at one point. They oh, lived, the, to, uh, yeah, in a nice apartment. Like everyone knew they lived there. Diego Costa lived there as well. They rented it. Oh, is that like, where all the the? That's where all the the Brazilians live. Yeah, like you know all the like Spanish Brazilian speaking players. Yeah, they lived in a place like not too far from Cobham for where they could drive, and a place like I think it's like. 20 minute walk from the stadium like Damn. it's like a real nice apartments right by the river it's actually honestly it's like goals where you want to live like the view you must get from there is unreal like everyone knows where they live like That's david Luiz is the nicest he goes to mcdonald's you know like he'll come <laughs> downstairs and he'll go to mcdonald's which is like maybe five minute walk from his house he'll go and sit in there that's the worst part like he's so normal you know what i it's because it's the other side of the world i think like like things are different that's the same shit here like where i grew up in miami so right now i live uh if you guys google the miami dolphin stadium i live yeah 10 minutes away if that um if i get on the roof of my house i could see the lights so lit but where i grew up as a kid i grew up um north from here so on the train the, the the training grounds there's a highway that runs like uh like dead east and west and where i lived was all the way at the end of the highway on the west side right Mm -hmm. a majority of uh if it like you could always tell um how far the dolphin players the miami dolphin players are in their in their career depending on where they live in the highway the young guys they live by the beach on the all the way on the east side of the highway by all the apartments the older guys with kids they live closer to me so you would go into, you, you would go into uh the supermarket and stuff and it was normal to see a, a football player there it was normal to see you know just walking around like you know driving around or whatever or oh at the supermarket i heard this guy or at this restaurant this guy so like shit when lebron james was was playing in miami like People would see him all the time. Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, all the guys, all the time downtown. So, like, having that experience, like, when you tell me that, oh, you can walk into McDonald's and David Luiz is there, I was like, really? Uh, of course, yeah. it happens here. Like, what the fuck? Like, Man, all the, like you know when Costa was still here? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, like, because Costa lived in those, like, in those apartments. My dad's friend owns, like, a, you know one of those phone fixer air shops? Yeah, so you yeah, go yeah. in, you can buy a phone case, fixes your phone. Costa came down and into his shop, and he's like a <laughs> massive football fan. He goes, he didn't even charge Costa. Like, he fixed his phone for free. Like, just no. for, he's like, oh, yeah, Costa was insisting he would pay, but he was like, no, 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 no. Like, it's all, it's all good. Like, let's just take a picture of me, and that's it. Dope. Like, it's just so normal. Yeah. Dope. I, I don't know why. Like, wait, you're telling me this, and I'm like, Really? That you could yeah. see them around, like of like, course, I, dumbass. Like that happens <laughs> here too. Like what the like, fuck? <laughs> like on my birthday, I think I was, I think ten, right? My dad owned the car wash shop, uh-huh. and Didier came. Oh, and imagine, no, no. so yeah, Didier drove up, and there was like four people that washed this car. So my my dad and like three other guys. Yeah, they they washed this car. Next thing you know, like Didier opens his trunk, gets out, like chel- like remember that title winning season? I think it was the second one was Mourinho's second one uh-huh uh-huh 
He gets the shirt signed, autographs, gave it, tipped everyone 80 pounds each, tipped. Imagine. He's oh, like, you guys done a great job. I'll definitely be back. He became a regular client, like, at that point when he was still here. Damn, Honestly, he's like, my dad gave it to me like a birthday present. I mean, my dad hid it for like, <laughs> I think, four months. <laughs> and he gave it to me. I, I started crying. I was like, why didn't you call me? I would have skipped school to come see him. Like, <laughs> All right, so I'll tell you a funny story. So the same thing. So my wife, my wife and uh, I, I, I'm a he, what the hell, my what the, this is a problem uh there we go my laptop wasn't plugged in it was like you have five percent battery what <laughs> <laughs> so that was just high up on both of us yeah yeah that would be, be party done uh so my wife is going into the supermarket right and i'm a huge dolphin fan like i'm getting hyped up for the game like here we go like it's an hour before the game and um my wife said the supermarket and the star player at that time, she was my girlfriend at the time. And the star player at the time was Ricky Williams. And yeah. this guy's like the best in the NFL, one of the best of all time. And she's walking into the supermarket and he's walking out. And he's like, my wife says like, I I just recognized him, but I didn't know anything. And it, like, she's telling me this and I'm like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> That's Ricky. What you? Oh, why does this shit happen to you? But it never happens to me. Like it never happens know. to me. <laughs> like why does it always happen to you? Oh my god! But it's crazy. Like you're telling me. I'm like, Drogba. He's at the car wash. It's like, yeah, dude. Like you a, forget they go and eat and clean their cars as well. You know what I mean? Like the these are normal thing. fucking people. Like we're just because we live in Europe doesn't mean we live on another planet. Like yo, like what the fuck? <laughs> That's mad. Like. Oh my god. Uh, All right, so we. By got, the way, yo, what's Chris, up? you were saying about the fade, right? When yeah. you come down to London. Yeah. I'm going to take you to the best Colombian barbershop uh, out here, yeah? Uh, and my boy opened it. And you, you ever heard of Nicky Jam? Yeah. My guy goes there. Like, imagine he comes and references an appointment. Oh, That's where he goes God. to get his hair cut. Like, and the Fulham players all go there as well. So, like, you come down, I'll take you there, man. They're like, they're like family to me. Listen, You're going to love it. Like, I'll give go. you the best fate. I'll go, but I cannot get my hair cut there. Listen. All right, cool. I'll get my trim, I'll, and I'll show you what a good fade is, right? Like, London style. All right. Uh, that, that's for sure, because I've been going, no bullshit, since 2005, my boy has been cutting my hair. This dude, you could look him up online. His name is Fade by Days. Fades by Days. He's, like, award-winning. This the was, He went this summer. He went on a, a European trip. He was on vacation or holiday for a month and a half and i was delayed on getting my cut like by like three weeks like i'm like ah no something i gotta i'll go next week i'll go next week i'll go next week because i call him and he's like yo be here in 10 minutes i'm there like he's moved to like four or five different shops and i always follow him bro i went two months due on a haircut because nobody else cuts my hair other than him so I'm very particular. Like, yo, since 2005, it's literally what? 13 years later. Not a it's season. a relationship, man. It's actually a relationship. You, and you ready for the craziest shit of all? Ask me Go what on. my wife does. Ask me. She's a barber? <laughs> she cuts hair. <laughs> 
<laughs> your, you don't let your wife cut your hair? Hell no. <laughs> nope. Fades um, my days. Only. 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 What? One day, yeah, he's gonna go away for like six months. Your wife's just gonna get a razor while you're sleeping. I shit. <laughs> she might. She better not. Cause she knows when he comes back. Yo, I like we joke around all the time. I'm like, yo, I like literally like you like I don't like I, I've turned down job offers on the other side of the country because I was like obviously they weren't like i'm i'm not talking about like anything serious but like yo they're they go out there for, to work for a couple months or whatever i'm like the first thing that's on my mind is like who's gonna cut my hair <laughs> who's gonna cut my hair yeah i can't be affording to fly him back in just for a trim like holy shit like anyways but, all right so it's the Eden hazard thing isn't it hazard took to the football pfa awards his barber Oh my god, I believe it. Yeah, there was a photo of it. Like the- I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. So fucking hell. Um moving on from William and all the other all the other bullshit. Yeah. Morata. I, I I'm I'm convinced it's like playing down down a man when he's on the pitch. I, I, I don't know. I'm about- convinced. I'm convinced. Is I- you're playing with ten men. You're playing with I feel ten sorry men. Sorry for him. I'm past the point of being, feeling sorry for him. No, nah, because I in the beginning I was mad. Now I feel sorry for him because he's shit and he can't do nothing about it. Like I don't expect him to score anymore. Like he, he, he it, it is <sighs> it is to the it's like it's to the point with this dude. Like what the I I don't I don't even know I I, I don't even know what he, I don't even know how to help him. I don't know how to help him. Last he game, needs to leave. Last game when Giroud gets hurt. He comes on. There was a play where the ball was just rolling ever so gently next to him. Ever so gently. And this guy decides to... He hasn't played in a month and a half. Two months. And what does he do? He walks to the ball. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, the worst thing is... I I I know the play you're talking about. That's just like... I picture it. Like, I saw him walking. He's one of those... I go... You know, if he leaves, he's gonna bang, right? I, I don't when he leaves, I don't care. I don't care. Like when I'm he done. leaves, like Sevilla, he's gonna bang gold. I um, don't care. I don't care. I'm done with him. Done. Done. I don't go. I don't care if he goes on to win the Ballon d'Or <laughs> till he oh, retires. Man. I am sick and tired of him. I don't want him. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. You know what I think we missed the trick with this year? Mm. Like, Mitchy and Chelsea screwed it up. Like, by sending Mitchy on loan, like, Mitch, it's like Mitch, like, Batshuayi. Yeah. When Batshuayi went on loan, like, it just told Giroud and Murata, you two are the main man, men right now. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, if you put in what's it called, Mitchy and the three of them, I think Mitchy would have been the number one striker by now. I genuinely think the system suits him. We need a poacher. He's a poacher. His link-up play is not as bad like as everyone says. Everyone wants him to be like Suarez 2.0. He's never going to be that. But he's got flicks, one touch. When he doesn't think and is instinctive, it's amazing. But it's when you want him to slow it down, hold it up. But we don't do that anymore. So then, like, I just think he would have been the ideal striker this year. Even Tammy. I think Tammy would have done a better job than these two. Bro, but, but, but anybody... 
Hey, hey, Giroud, I, I, okay, Giroud, he's a 30-something-year-old striker. I mean, what do you expect? He tries. He tries. What was it, last game before he got hurt? He tried to take a one touch, and then he just threw his whole body in the air to try to kick the ball. I'm like, bro, <laughs> stay on your feet. Yeah, like, what are you literally. doing, man? But, but at least I appreciate that. He's trying. The other one, walking to the ball. Yeah, he like bumped, <sighs> he gets bumped. He's on the floor, yeah. and he bitches. He bitches and bitches. Like, How could you touch me? How could you touch me? Are you crazy? Do you know who like, I am? You know How when he touch scored? Me? When he scored, and then he didn't get count. Literally five minutes later, he gives a free kick away, and I'm like, he's gonna chat shit to the ref. And he was like, you disc, you didn't count the goal. I'm like, get over it, like, bro. You try know, score again. How how many times yesterday in the final what? Final 15 minutes of the game uh, between Liverpool and Manchester City. How many times in the game did you see somebody fall over when the game was really on the line? Not when they were trying to waste time. When the game was really on the line. And I, I saw Salah. He got hit, bounced right back up. Bounced yeah. up because it was still the ball was still in play on their half. Bounced back up. It's uh, the urgency, man. It's bro. like it's the urgency in their play. We don't have it. We're lacking it. That's our issue as well. The front three, like Hazard's good. Like he's the best player in the league, without a doubt, right? But you can't expect him to carry. This isn't. This is literally the Cavs from last year. Like, mm -hmm. like Hazard's carrying us the way LeBron carried them. The only thing is in basketball, one player can have a bigger impact because it's four other players. Like, but yep. in this case, you can't carry ten men. Like. <laughs> Yep. Like it's like it's just mad like that he's got no support with the other two. Yeah. It's and I, I think it's so simple to fix. All you gotta do is play Pedro and Hudson Adoy, and all of a sudden you've got a bad boy front three, like and we're definitely getting top top four in my opinion with that. Like without a doubt. There's not one shadow of doubt in my mind. If you play Hazard for false nine, play Hudson Adoy on the left wing and Pedro on the right. There'll be goals in that front three. Like they will score goals and assist, and they can all take a man on, which I like. Listen, even if you're wrong, they won't score goals. Even if you're wrong, at least it's playing with eleven men and not down to ten men, like when we have with Moratas on the pitch. It, uh, at but least, at least you'll have Pedro running around, giving maximum effort. You have. Hudson Adoy running around giving maximum effort, and you have Eden Hazard being the best player in the league. At least it's eleven guys there. Oh man, it's so frustrating, you know. Like, and the injuries came at such a wrong time. Like, if Hudson Adoy was fit now, listen, yeah. this guy, this guy would have got a shot. Like, he fully would have got. This is what we've been waiting for, you know. Like, I don't wish injury on no one. Like, let me just get that out there right now. But we know it's gonna happen eventually. Like, players are gonna pick up knocks. Yeah. I was just waiting for Hudson to grab it by the throat and say, listen, I am here. Like when Kyrie hit that three the other day against the, well, who was it against? Who was it? Jimmy Butler's team, 76ers. And he just literally started patting his chest going, this is my house. Like I was just waiting for that moment. Yep. And yep. we yep. don't get it because he's injured. It just so sucks. Like. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. So I guess, you know, at, at the end of it, Chelsea – Drew, you know, nil-nil to Southampton at Stamford Bridge. And, 
like I said on Twitter, draws that feel like losses are and that was a loss are just as uh, to me hurt just as much as a loss. So look, I don't mind losing the way we lost to Leicester because we piped them like Leicester. We we had shots after shots. We had chances. You know, like it wasn't like the first half we should have been up by three four. Mm-hmm. There were mm-hmm. so many missed chances, but against Southampton, it was only the final twenty minutes and. Like, I was so annoyed about it, you know, like, yeah, be- because it's like a draw. We get a point. And I even made it like an ironic joke yesterday on Twitter. I was like, oh, yeah, 10 points now. Like, we closed the gap this game. Yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> all right. Oh, so we drew nil nil. And, you know, we're in the middle of transfer season. Uh, we had Cesc Fabregas come on. And apparently, I guess this game against Nottingham Forest is is going to be his last yeah, it's gonna be his last because he, you know, he's off to Monaco. What was it for a fee of ten million? That's beautiful, considering yeah. how much, like, how old he is, and like the service he gave us. He was worth every penny of that. I think yeah. thirty-two million. We spent every penny. Yeah, I mean, he he still has it. Look what he did again. You know, against Southampton, so he still can play. You know, he's the perfect guy I want to bring on with twenty minutes left. That man can give but you yeah. twenty minutes. But you know what my thing is, like, and I'm a firm believer of this, get them a year out a year early instead of a year too late where mm-hmm. you can't get them out. It's like Barcelona do this perfectly. Like, remember Danny Alves, they got him out quickly. Ronaldinho, when Pep came in, they got him out quickly. When Just as the decline was about to start, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. sniffed it and they get the players out. Yeah, you're going to make mistakes here and there sometimes. But I'd rather get them out instead of have situations like we have with Cahill, Ivanovic, like... Mm-hmm. Even like remember who was it? Like was it? I think now with Sesk even like he's on so much wages. You can't have a backup yeah. on so much wages. Like that's a first team player that we can use that money to go get. Like his wages of one hundred and fifty grand could be used on a striker. That could be Cardi. Yep, yep, yep. That's how you have to look at it. Like people go to me, oh, you're a hater. You don't appreciate what he done. Listen, I appreciate what he done, but he doesn't get a lifetime contract. <laughs> like. Let's get this straight. Like by that logic, let me bring back Lamps, Balak, and Terry. Like yep. it'll solve a lot of issues right now. Yep. So we, we here we are now with the transfer of Seth Fabregas. I, I I started doing the math and I did and I put it on Twitter. We have a big problem on our hands, and I'm very interested to see how the board is going to solve it. I I believe that. We're going to learn everything we need to know about this club in a very short period of time. We're going to know about more about Roman, Marina, the business dealings of this club in a very short period of time. If this transfer ban it is true, what we're going to learn is the ambitions of the club. You have and, and how they're going to um, handle personnel going forward, players. So you have... Cesc Fabregas, homegrown, he's he's being, you got to replace him. He's leaving this weekend. Mm-hmm. I just read this morning, Gary Cahill might be on his way to Fulham. Another homegrown. You have Callum Hudson-Odoi. We all know his situation. He ain't going. I'm telling you now. like His his, well, his situation is, is a question mark. Yeah. Like, he counts for homegrown. 
I don't want to live with that thought, you know. Like I don't want to come to terms <laughs> with it. I just don't, I'm not speaking it into existence. Yeah, like, yeah. All right, so it's not happening. But either way, that's four players in Victor Moses, five, five players that count for homegrown in question. Um, who else? There was a there well, was somebody else. Christensen. The, There's Christensen. Christensen. Like, that's Barcelona sick. links, and his father's trying to force him the move now. Like that's what I was reading the other day. That's his sick. father's fully trying to force the move. Okay, ready for this one? Your boy, on. Ross, Crash, Jordan, Barkley. That's seven. Ah, we're talking man. about. We're talking about not playing him. You know, he's got the tag of dead weight. Your other boy. The magic man himself, Danny Drinkwater. Oh, man, I forgot he's even on the books. That's an eight, okay? Eight players that count for homegrown. And I haven't even started on the players that, that, that we're also talking about that don't count for homegrown. William, nine. Pedro, ten. Uh, uh, you have uh, David Luiz. 11. What are we going to do uh-huh. with um, Kovacic? 12. Bakayoko? 13. Who else? Morata? 14. Giroud? 15. Giroud. Michin, 16. And you just signed one player. Oh, and of course, the, 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 the biggest elephant in the room. Eden Hazard. Seven, 16, 17, 18. I lost count. Yeah, Point the being, problem is we need homegrown players. Yeah, we need homegrown like, players. I mean, fuck all the other issues that we have at striker. You're about to start going through homegrown. You could, we could easily replace, you know, hey guys, relax when I say this. Relax. I know what I'm saying. It's just an example. I'm not saying it meaning it, it, but I'm just saying it meaning the example. We could easily replace Eden Hazard. He's a foreign player. You bring in another foreign player. Yeah. Or homegrown, you know. But this homegrown quota, you have six guys, seven guys, was it? Six to seven guys that yeah. are counting <laughs> that have to be replaced. So what are this we is why I think it's so ludicrous, like why Christensen isn't playing. Just for that sheer fact, I would keep him happy over David Luiz because he's the future. Exactly. You need to play him and Amparu. Like exactly. they're the future. Exactly. So And then you need to bring in like you know, everything you said there I agree with. Like we have to replace. But if you look at the lone army, how many homegrown players there are there, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You can easily sell Alonso. Bring in what's it called, Jada Silva, mm-hmm. and have him as a backup left back. You can easily bring Reese James and have him as a backup right back. Yep. Because he won't play, apart from the cup games, he won't play much. And it's saving money in the sense that we're going into a transfer ban, for example. Yep. That, we're, not, we're going down in wages and we're not spending any transfer fees. All of a sudden, we've got more like homegrown players. That's two additional ones on. Then Mason Mount. Then Tammy Abraham, like that's already four. You keep Ruben Christensen, that's six. Then who else is in this team? Like you telling me we can't find two more homegrown players from the youth team to stick in? 
when you're buying players, I hate our little stockpiling technique. You know, we buy mediocre players for 30 million, 40 million, and then we got shit on the bench. Like, instead of yep. improving the first team. Like, get the Lozano, get the Icardi, but then fill the rest of the squad up with prospects that are coming through. We've got a good youth system. Oh, They're like, oh hold on, hold on, hold on. By the way, uh, uh, more indecision, uh, more uh, turmoil and shaky ground. Go on. FIFA is about is talking about uh, reducing the amount of players on loan. So we have forty players on loan, and they're talking yeah, we're about gonna be cutting a- it down to what nine, ten, something like that. Ten. I ten. saw that, and then it's, it's within two years, right? We have to cut, get rid of all of them. So like with us in Juventus, we're gonna be like an auction ground. Yeah, people are gonna come. Yeah, they're gonna come because you need like. Let me give you an example. Van Ginkel, for example. On the normal market, I could see Marina get twenty million for him. Like this is Marina; she's yeah. magic. Like now, we'll be lucky to get six, seven because they know we need to sell. We can't have him on forty, fifty k sitting in the reserves. And he, and he, and then let let me look at it business wise. They don't have a giant loan army because Chelsea love to have a, a stockpile of youth. You have a giant loan army because here is assets you've accumulated for free you're literally there and it's generating money okay you have 40 players that are generating you money you have 40 assets that are generating you money for free you don't have to do anything you know we got like i remember reading something we got courtois for free basically like atletico paid paid his whole transfer fee Mm -hmm. by the loan fees Mm-hmm. And then we, I think we made another like six, seven million on top before he even played a game for us. Like, it's ridiculous how much money we've been generating through this system. And okay. now it's going to go and it makes you think what is going to happen to our so club. You're at a bit, bu- you're in a business, you're in a business, but better yet, you, you're a businessman and, or, or you're not a businessman. Let's say you have four or five part-time jobs. You have four or five different hustles. You drive for Uber, you do this. Yeah, hold on a second. Hey, you drive for Uber. You have four or five different little hustles, and now one that that just hits your bank account. You don't have to do shit. You have a significant amount that hits your bank account that you count on that money. You plan with that money, and all of a sudden now it's gonna be cut in half or twenty five percent. Which is what they're talking about, going from forty to ten. It's gonna be cut to twenty five percent. And what you, does that do to the youth players? Like what? Uh, for, I mean, that's a whole other topic. But this is a significant, significant, significant issue that we could be dealing with on top of a transfer ban. So we're gonna know everything we're gonna need to know in these last in these next couple months about this club. We're gonna know what they feel about certain youth players we're gonna know how how they're gonna move this uh the roster in the future we're gonna know a lot and it starts now so 2019 on top of where we're gonna be on you know on top of the season and just on the normal cup competitions you have the drama with Eden hazard which is gonna be a drama there's no way that it's gonna be wrapped up all nice and pretty 
And that's the end of that. Whether he stays you know or he what? goes. I think, I think the deal's done, man. I genuinely think it's going to be like the Ronaldo thing, like the Neymar thing. He's going to pop out the blue one one morning. We're going to wake up and it's going to be like, you know what? There. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he's already on a flight to Madrid. We can't do nothing about it. I don't know what you're going to be watching. I'm going to be watching Sky Sports swearing every 50 seconds <laughs> going like, what is going on here? Like, we didn't even have no, <laughs> no, like warning. This is going to happen when we've had two years. No, of a warning. That, that, that happens. That happens. And I, I don't I just turn my phone off. I'm just going to disappear for the day. If so, like, that's my boy happen, from I'm going to disappear. My boy from Charlotte, yeah, right, Dulu. So he's been always consistently telling me, yo, Hazard's going to go. He's American. Like, and he's been telling me, Hazard's going to go, Hazard's going to go. And he's an Arsenal fan. Yep. And I've, I've been telling him he's here for life. And I think he's right. Like, I really hope you don't listen to this. I think he will. But he's going to text me. I told you so. Now you're facing facts. Yep. Because I, I'm resigned to it now. Like, that's how I, bad I, it's I, become. I don't. I I, I want to believe that he stays, but I, I I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. Every morning I wake up, I'm like, he stays. I take a step out of my bed. He's gone. I walk into my bathroom. I start brushing my teeth. He stays. I, I honestly don't know. But You know, I really hope we sell him to Barcelona if it is the deal. Like, just at least get Usman Dembele in return. Maybe. Like, I would happily take Dembele. And where are you going to put Dembele? Where are you going to put him? Right wing. Oh, and where are you going to put Pulisic? Left wing, or either way, learn like he's a right foot, right foot cut in. Like, because I'm telling you, I didn't want Pulisic. I didn't want Pulisic. Like, that's the issue. Like, I don't see this logic in that signing. Like, it's the American market. Like, I'm sorry if I'm offending your viewers right now. Like, no, 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 no. Listen, this is the fact of the matter. The fact of this is the way I look at it. I look at sports as what they are. They're a business. The 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 club. The Crest, what is it? It's a company that puts on a show every week for people to pay to watch. I look at it, you know, I look at it along those lines or through those lenses, okay? What did the club do? The club signed a player that has promise, that has potential, that's young, that's this, that's that, they could turn over a profit, that's going to bring in money from a, a market that they're trying to expand in. I get all of that. Now, whether or not he turns out and he plays, I don't know. Nobody knows. The club doesn't know. Christian Pulisic doesn't know if he's going to be good or not at Chelsea. He thinks, he hopes, he'll strive, but he doesn't know. Nobody knows. So... I don't fault them for that because, like, it is what it is. How, you know, but I'm gonna be the first one to tell you. Do, do I think he's the guy? I don't know. I don't. I got I, a question for you. You know, um, I've got a question for you. So, like, Pulisic, you must have seen a lot more of him than we have, right, over here? Because I, like, the American national team. Yeah. Maybe Dortmund game because he's everywhere. Yeah, he's everywhere. Like, it, has he got the it factor? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, like in the NBA, you have the MVP players, then you have the all-stars, and then you have, like, the lower role players. What would you put him as? An all-star or a role player? Exactly what he is. Somebody with promise. promise. He's a 20-year-old early in his career that has shown flashes, that has shown glimpses. And it could go either way. It could go either way with him. He's not like... 
I remember, like, I was fresh out of high school when LeBron and Dwayne Wade, when that class of 03 hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember. And you saw it with all of them, with Melo, with Dwayne, with, with all of them. It was, these guys are super talented. They're showing a ton of potential. But you don't know. Now, at the end of, you know, their careers, and this happens with every player. You could say that, hell yeah, they turned out. But you don't know. You you, you don't know. Is he, if he's, okay, here's it. If he turns out to be a world-class player or as close to world-class as you could possibly get, it wouldn't surprise me. If he he turns out to never improve and to be, you know, a good player, wouldn't surprise me. You know what? Like in my what would surprise me if he turns out to be shit? That would surprise me. Uh, like you know, because in my head I was thinking like from an NBA standpoint, because I love judging the players on a young NBA player. He reminds me of like Jalen Brown, so much potential, but I don't know if he's gonna achieve it or not. Like I'm literally clueless. Yeah. You know what? Because, the only thing with his situation would surprise me if he turns to be shit. If he just, it, you know, and not shit, be, like meaning like there's nothing he could do. He's just too small. He's just too the like. There's physically nothing he can do. But like, if he if his story turns out to be Morata, that would surprise me. What about that, William? Could could you see him be another William? He might just be William right now. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he he could be William right now, but like. We we criticize William so much, you know. We get on William's ass so much, but why? It's because he's the starting right winger. If he was our backup, if we had somebody equal to Hazard's level, or you know, just behind Hazard's level, which William is not, has never been, and, and never William, will be, and never will be. Mm. And William came in. The last 20 minutes, he came in, you know, these games, that games, you know, he's a backup. Would your opinion of William be different? Yeah, 100%. Because all of a sudden, right, you're not seeing him as much and you're not dependent on him. When he comes on, you're like, okay, let's see what he can do here and there. I'm not dependent on him to grab a game by the throat. That's like that's the way you got to look at it. That's, that's why that, I, that's and I don't William think Pulisic's that guy either. Like, even at Dortmund, he's not... I think he's in. He's had a lot of calf injuries, hasn't he? With Christian yeah, Pulisic, he, he's, he's had he's had some injury this season. This season, he's you know like the story is that Sancho took his took his spot. I mean, which is it's true. not like that. It's not like that though, because you're right. It's he because he got any, injured. That's what he had. You know, Christian Pulisic was starting. He got injured. Sancho took over. Now, where the story goes from there. I, I, I don't know. Is it okay? Is it that Christian Pulisic is still hasn't got a hundred percent back? Is it that they're trying a new system? Like there's like it's just to me it's not just so cut and dry. Like like I'm seeing a lot and in it, it it could be partly due to you know Twitter limiting 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 your your amount of words you could use so people can't fully express themselves. But I'm seeing a lot of. Sancho's better. He's younger. Pulisic sucks. Like, oh, yeah, on, but that's not on. true. But hold on, it could be true. It could be true. But hold on a second. Like, is Sancho better? Okay, or is it that 
you know there's other reasons uh he's still hurt he's it's a system thing it's a they, we're trying to do this we're trying to you know it could be explanations the the point being like with this whole Pulisic thing is like i don't i don't i don't know nobody knows no nobody knows how good he can be i would be shocked if he turns if he never if he's bad if he sucks i would be shocked with that i wouldn't be shocked if the best he can do is william because oh look, look look at it from a business standpoint the best he could do is william once we find out how much his wages are okay the best he could do is william so you captured chelsea football club captured an entire nation and all they he's have to do is get a back. Yeah, yeah. Like, he he's talked up every single time the national team is on. All they talk about is Pulisic. All yeah, because he's your X factor, isn't he? Yeah, he's like, the best one. You know, and by the, far as well. Like I saw, you have the Adams kid. I, I like him. Adams a, is a good player. There's a there's a bunch of these these new guys, the new crop. You have um, Weston McKinney. You have uh, Josh Sargent. Um, he plays for Celtics. I think. There's another one, uh, Tim Weah, Timothy, yeah, Timothy Weah. There's a yeah. new little crop that's coming up, and Pulisic is the best of all. But, <clears throat> so, you know, like, Chelsea Football Club, going back to the business aspect of it, they captured an entire nation. They took, uh, uh, you know, they took a, a game market share in the enti- yeah. uh, over an entire nation off of a backup. But you know what you know I think what the issue is? Yeah, I know 100% what you're saying. The issue is for us fans like to swallow this pill is the fact that we see it as politics coming in and hudson Adoy is getting a big fuck you in his face. Yeah. like, Which I pray. I pray is not the case. I pray what the case is that the board, Marina, everybody's sitting, you know, at a conference table. There's a dude... A, a a young intern sweating he's at a board he's at a, like at a screen there's a powerpoint presentation and in the room is Callum hudson Adoy and his people and they're like look our plans for the future is you on the left Pulisic <laughs> on the right and we're gonna bring in a striker like and this is the plan and they're like doing a powerpoint presentation and they're convincing this man so. that's what my hope is and you know at the and if and if it comes out the Chelsea Football Club did everything in their human, you know, with everything humanly possible to sign this guy. They gave him the PowerPoint presentation. They promised, they this, they that. And at the end of it, he says, you know what? I'm off. You can't. Can you, you can't really, judge him. You, can you really fault the club or the player? You know, at the end of the day, you these these are human beings. We're yeah, human. 100% you can fault the club. Is they it? did everything. If, 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 and that's a big if, it's not small, it's a very large if, the club, and we may never know this to be true, has done everything that they could possibly do. They've explored every option, every single option to get this guy to stay, and he decides to go. Can the club be to blame? There's one massive problem in what, like, you're saying. 
Maybe now they can do it. But don't you think it's a little too little too late? Ah, like, uh, why is that Sorry not, not playing it? <laughs> why is Sorry not playing it? Like Sorry's a big fault in this as well. And a lot of people don't want to say this. I'm, like uh, if he gave the brother a chance from the outset. Keep going. Like a fair chance. Keep going. Do you know how much he would be playing right now? This guy, Europa League games, he should have had six of them. He should have been playing in the Carling Cup games. He should have been coming off the bench. He should have been craving and raving to rip open that like first Keep eleven. But he's going. still waiting. He's waiting. And that's the sad thing. Like he's literally said, you know what? I'm done. I'm sick and tired of this and I'm not gonna stay. And I need to go elsewhere. New new me. 2019, new me. I don't want to wear this blue top most probably. I wouldn't blame him if he came out and said that. Keep going. Because there's no respect on his name. Like, that's actually, that is exactly it. He hasn't played more than, I think, 200 minutes for this club. And Bayern are willing to pay 13 million for him. Yeah. I'm sorry, that just says everything there. Like, now. Bayern are willing to pay 30 million. And they don't spend big. That's the key thing there. People are missing out on that. Yeah. Bayern's record signing is like 40 million, I think, or 45. Yeah. If they're willing to do that for an 18-year-old, this kid must have talent. And we're not blind. Did you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, the only the only out I'll give sorry if he goes again. And we'll never... This is the thing. We'll never know this. We'll never know this. But let's suppose that we sit down with sorry. There's no microphones or cameras and he's like look i wanted to play him but these are my standards i needed him to do a b c d and he turns on the video here's me asking him to do a he just couldn't do it he's not ready to do it here's him at you know what i'm saying like if sorry were to do that then i say all right i may not agree right. with you but i see your point but right then now, devil's advocate says now Turn on the footage of William and Pedro and tell me if they have done that. Like, because I swear to God, this is like, this is jarring. Like, it's actually annoying because I know they're not playing well enough for him not to have a look in. Like, they're not playing well enough for him not to have a look in. They're, what the fuck is Marcus Alonso doing? Yeah, know. like, like no. I'm telling you, like, no. sit me down and tell me what Emerson doesn't do, and then sit me down and tell me what Marcus Alonso does, like, because know. it's what he does, it's not what he doesn't do, because he doesn't do a lot like Marcus Alonso. He's basic, he gets victimized on a regular basis, and so do William, like, ah, oh, it's so irritating. You know, when know. you talk about this team, we've fallen so far behind, like, we and went it's a, from, and it's a damn shame. It's a like we, damn shame. Do you remember that midfield three when we had Essie and Balak and Lampard and Deco as a sub? It's a like, damn shame. That was it. The, like, just at the beginning of when I started following Chelsea about like <sighs> loosely ten years ago. Do you remember that furiously? Eight years ago. So you 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 watched us regularly when we, we were under Ancelotti, right? Like okay, I would catch a game because at that time it was it was difficult to watch games. Like it was only big things that would happen over here. It oh, was difficult, and I and man, I I don't. That's what it was. I could only watch the big games because I didn't have the channel where they played the Premier League. I didn't have it. Man, we were so lit. Like we were there's every position nearly right. We had a captain or a possible captain, like. Every player was internationally proven. You look at this team, we don't have that in every position. Like, they can try to tell me, oh, 
Aspi, he's a second choice right back. He's not Spain's first choice. Luis doesn't. He's not an international player anymore. Rudiger, he doesn't start for Germany that regularly. Alonso doesn't even get in the squad. Like, yeah. You see what? You see the picture I'm building here. Yeah. Back yeah. then, we had Ashley Cole, possibly second greatest left back of all time. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Terry, like the best English centre half captain. Yeah. Material like the right back was. Who was that at that point? I think it was Ivanovic. Like, yeah. it just worked. He was Serbia's Petr best. Cech, he was one of... Arguably yeah, the best Cech. keeper in the world. Like, and then you have a midfield three of SEM Balak Lamps. Like, yep. you don't get better than that. And now Kadidier and Maluda. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we went on some mad tangent there. But, you know, it's like nostalgia at its finest. Like... My man, is the thing is that we're right there. We're right there. We... <laughs> A couple of players, one or two players here, one or two players there, and and we're shit, and uh, we gotta wrap up. Um, yeah, I, I just noticed the time, dude. Where did the time go? We were just talking, man. You know, when you talk football, it's easy to click. Yeah, like. I I don't know where the time went. Oh Jesus, hold on a second. I gotta take this call. Okay, give me a second. I'll call you right back. Give me a few minutes. All right. Well. <clears throat> All right. So apparently, I gotta right. get to the I gotta get to the to the shop for the guys. Yeah, um, no problem, man. Let's- it's just you know, to just to summarize this whole thing, like we don't we don't need much. We don't need a complete overhaul of the roster. I mean, we might be facing a complete overhaul of the roster, but we don't need a complete overhaul of the roster. We just need the right signings. Two to three players, the right players. And it would make a world of difference. 100%. Like, the way I look at it is... It would make a world of difference. Keep Hazard, like, hopefully. Hopefully. Icardi. Icardi and what's it called? We don't even need like Pulisic there. We'll we'll say Pulisic is the right wing, okay? Yeah. And all we need after that is play Ruben in the left C- CM. Yep. Kante Jorginho. That's I'm yep. fine with that. Play Emerson left back. Yep. And get an attacking right back, and all of a sudden this team's lit. Like this, this team is a hundred percent different. A hundred percent different. Hundred percent. And look, listen, what, listen to what you said. Sign Icardi and a right attacking right back. That's two players. Two players. And we've got everything else in the club in-house already. Like, just two let players. them play. Two players. You save. You, you, you don't. You know, you could keep your Danny Drinkwater. We could keep. We could keep Ross Barkley on the book. We signed two players. And we're 100% different. So. Look at. The way I say it is look at Liverpool. Allison and Van Dyke changed the whole, the whole club. They didn't need much. Like. Everyone's like, oh, they got Keita. He doesn't play. Doesn't play that much. He he hasn't changed much. Like, it's the Van Dyke signing and the Allison signing that just transformed transformed them into a magical oh, team. And like, by the way, and by the way, they sold in January of last year one of their best players. Top one or two best players. Period. Yeah, Coutinho. <laughs> you forget you don't even remember that he was you there. You don't even they, remember. You don't it, it's, they don't miss him. They don't miss him. You don't even remember that Coutinho played there. So, Alexis. You're my guy. How can the people find you? 
All right. So if you want to find me and see these views, like in writing, Twitter, just Waza. J U S T W A Z A. Just Waza. And then if you want to hear me talk about everything, so whether it's NBA, whether it's football, whether it's like match reviews, go on YouTube, type in the Kafka's way view. The Kafka's view is a place where I talk about sports in general. I love wrestling, so I might even do videos on that. Like if you want just general bullshit chit chat, that's me down there. The Kafka's view, guys. There's a link on my Twitter. I just go there, click ahead. Awesome, awesome, Alexis. Thank, thank you, you man. so much, bro. It was uh it was a pleasure. Uh, this was awesome. This was awesome. Perfect way to start 2019. Uh, Honestly, man, it, perfect it, way. The pleasure was mine, man. I've been waiting to get on this and perfect, perfect. You perfect. know when you asked me, I loved it, man. Thank you for the opportunity. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, everybody. This is the end of the interview. Can we get it how we used to get it? Cap on, and I got racks on. Spent four nights in the country, I like then take my rich ass back home. Glow so bright, I can make moonlight. See, this ain't like your pheromones. New one, big gun, baritone. Who won? We won your home. We old school like Chopper, though. My old school made doctor know. My old school made hard not. Black on black, my coupe and strap. I ain't balling on the hard top. I told y'all to call top. Now my number car block. I don't miss a car shot. Hold up, yeah. Cap on. And I got racks on. And I got racks on. And I produce that diesel. I can put Shaq on. I can put Shaq. Hey. Nigga, your bitch gon' leave you. You ain't got backbone. You ain't got. I don't rely on people, I just go on bread chase Whoa, this so fucking dope, I might catch a fair case Whoa, you ain't getting money, nigga, then you dead weight Whoa, got the drop on them, they go checkmate Whoa, we go drop on them, y'all better play safe Whoa, cap on, and I got racks on Don't be bitter, yo dope, they reconsider that shit be stepped on Eastside Johnny way out that project, but then I get my rep on Fuck your feeling, no question, bitch, I kill it, I bring that check home we old school like Domino. My old school make lawyers know. My old school a matchbox. Black on black, bad bitch in the back. We ballin' on the hard top. Got told y'all to car top. Now my number car block. We don't miss, we car shots. Swervin'. I pay them no mind because I curve them. She said I look way better in person. I told her I'd do better when I'm working. You scared motherfucker, go to churches. Right back in this bitch, take a flick. Ho is happening, yeah. We on politics. Money clip, like it's fashion, yeah Me and Rock go back, like Flipping mattresses Me and Doc go back, like Knocking addresses Cap on, cap on Drum hole 30, no add-on Little man, man, not the one to go bad on Big kids stand, fold out when you lack on You ain't no man, you a mouse in a rat hole I hold band, hold stack, that's factual Caught Big Ten on the island, bashful Fuck your plan, I'ma burn that castle Fuck that clan, I'ma burn that task force It's big murder when I say go How about not that bad with the black ski mask And a great big murder when I say go Man, I took my chance in the paint like that Let's see how further it might go And it just might hurt you when I go And my name might curse you when I go, bitch Now we trust Feel no man, but in God we trust Stupid, stupid, wow.